Andre, how's it going? Hey, man, I can't complain. How about yourself, bro? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, happy to be tapped back in with you. Another episode of Two Things, Two Questions. First question, you went to an epic concert last weekend, so read me in on it. What was the concert? What was it like? Give me the scoop. Oh, well, my guys, you know, I'm plugged in with the Taylor Gang brothers, like more so my guys is Breeze. Breeze is like one of the security guys for Wiz Khalifa. Uh, Big Line, those two guys, they they, they definitely uh, very, very integral pieces to the Taylor Gang movement. And, you know, I'm I'm cool with a lot of the go those guys. Sledgering, producer, one of the hottest beat makers in the game. My guy Panama, that's my guy. So, you know, I'm plugged in with these guys. And, you know, they invited me to come on out. Um, I took two of my guys. I took brought my cameraman out so we could capture some visuals. Those will be up on my, my, my YouTube channel and my Instagram. And uh, they invited me to come see Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg perform. I got to see Burner who owns cookies, the marijuana uh, uh, marijuana line of weed and merchandise. He He's a big pillar in the marijuana game. Um, Warren G was there too short. Got to see them perform. Got to see Wiz perform. This ain't the first time I got to see Wiz perform. I went last year and shot a podcast with those guys last year. And I got to sit and actually, you know, soak up a concert. So they, they gave me some good tickets. VIP tickets, got to sit real close, got to see the action. My first time getting to see Snoop Dogg perform. That was an epic performance. This was one, I would say this was the best concert I've ever been to because of the lights, the all that shit, man. And I took shrooms. I was, I was, I was feeling it, man. I was feeling it. I, I had a great time. So, you know, shout out to my guy Big Breeze, shout out to Big Line, Panama, Sledgering, the whole Taylor Gang movement. Snoop Dogg, everybody, man. I, I appreciate it. Much appreciated. And I got my merch on, too. So, you know what I mean? I was just going to say, I saw the merch. I think everybody knows Snoop, icon's icon, a legend's legend. Wiz Khalifa, hey, he's right up there with him. I mean, he's, I don't think anybody's ever going to be Snoop Dogg. But Snoop Dogg really knows how to control the crowd. I mean, he is a one-of-a-kind entertainer. Oh man, he rocked the house, man. He rocked Wiz rocked the house too. I'ma even say too short, man. Too short rocked that house, man. All the bitch. He told people, listen, don't get offended if I call you a bitch. If I call you a bitch, that mean I like you. You know what I mean? That the A Too Short is a legend. West Coast legend. I got to see him perform. But you know, Warren G2, West Coast legend, got to see those guys perform. Wiz rocked the show. Snoop, when he came out last, he rocked the crowd, man. And those two finished the show off together afterwards with their two couple of songs they did together. But the whole experience, smoking with my partner, taking some shrooms, man, enjoying the whole ambiance of the situation. I had a great time. And like I said, thank you to you guys for hooking the brother up, man. No, big shout out to those guys. As I said, it's always exciting for me to sort of just, you know, as a uh, follower and, and a fan of your brand, West Philly Hippie and the Good Old Days podcast. I mean, it's just great to see how all of the different pieces of the network, you know, kind of fit together. Oh, and, yeah, man. I'm plugged and, in a little bit. I got a little couple of tricks up my sleeve. But <laughs> those guys were real good to me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm forever indebted to those guys. And like you said, I mean, huge shout out as just as somebody who grew up West Coast, 
you know, Warren G, G-Funk era, you know, just like he said, ball through the halls of CIF, you know, I mean. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> it, 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 it's something that every West Coast kid uh, definitely has a lot of love and respect for. So big shout out to, to Warren G. So second question tonight, or I'm sorry, uh, this week, tomorrow's football game, the Hall of Fame game, the first uh, leadoff, if you will, preseason game of the NFL season. I mean, I think it gives everybody goosebumps for a number of reasons. Uh, what are some of the things that you're looking for and excited about with tonight's Hall of Fame game? Or tomorrow's Hall of Fame game. I'm, I'm ready to hear football pads and helmets collide. I mean, man, the worst part about the summer is not too much to watch, man, on the sports sense. So me as a, a, a passionate sports fan, and it's a lot of guys out here like me, we 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 want to see some action, you know what I mean? And, and, and listen, I've been anticipating this, like I told you, this game represents us being out the tunnel and seeing daylight. This is what we, we've been waiting on. There's a lot of great matchups to be made. The AFC, preferably with all the loaded teams and talent over there in the AFC. Then you got my Eagles here in the NFC. Will they represent the NFC again? Oh, it's a lot of things to look forward to, man. But just to hear some pads and hel helmets collide, just to put a bet in on FanDuel or DraftKings, man. This is what it's all about. I'm ready for week one right now. I can't wait, man. Hey, Andre, I mean, look, you and I love doing this every week, no matter what, however, comma. I'll be honest. I love it when we're doing it during football season because, hey, like nothing against basketball, but the storylines that the NFL just naturally uh, manufactures – I think are just more uh, in-depth, dynamic storylines, you know? I mean, look, I'm a huge NBA fan, love MLB, every sport, you know, I, I give it, you know, all of my love and appreciation. That being said, the NFL is just, there's something special about this league, this sport, the way that they conduct the entertainment value and the product on the field, the actual competitive game being played. It's the reason they make eight to ten billion a season, man. It's a reason for that. Everybody's watching football. Sundays, that's the man day. Even college football Saturday, the whole weekend, ladies. If you got a husband, a boyfriend, you're dating somebody in the weekend coming up during the football season, please don't be nagging on your your, your guy. Let that man watch some football with his guys, eating buffalo wings and shit. Just, just doing what guys do, man. This is what it's all about, man. I've been waiting all summer for this, man. Like I said, the Hall of Fame game represents – we're almost at the end of this tunnel, buddy. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and just specifically about some of these two teams playing this week, you know, um, the Browns, these guys are starting Kellen Mond, who, as you know, we were saying – I liked him at AM. He made some plays. He was, yeah. as you said, he, he had his moments, right? Yeah. And then they uh they also the Browns also have got uh Dorian, uh Dorian Thompson Robinson, who for UCLA made a lot of different kinds of plays. Okay. Um, wouldn't say that he is exactly somebody that's you know gonna threaten for the starting job anywhere just yet. He's got a lot no, of you know, he ain't gonna come out like Victor Cruz now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but but you know they, they got some guys who can make some plays. Uh, on on the other side of the football, though, the Jets are starting Mr. Zach Wilson in this preseason game. So if you are Zach Wilson, the former number two pick in the draft, I believe, and who I said had like an all time, and I'm sorry to say this, Mr. Wilson, but you got an all time punch me face. Does he not have kind of an all time punch me face? Him and Ryan Leaf had that type of face, man. You know, just slap the shit out of him, man. And and you see, you see Zach Wilson coming to the huddle with that punch me face with the the headband kind of poking out the back of the helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might have a hard, you might have a hard time as a grown ass man taking like play call kind of adjustment calls, whatever, from this guy. I mean, where does Zach Wilson's career all of a sudden? trajectory rank next to the Carson Wentz's of the world. Hey, man, I, I can't even say he near Carson Wentz level. Let, let's go down to Tim Couch. Let's go to Achilles Smith. Let's go to uh, what are the bums? Brady Quinn. We have Matt Leinert. You know what I mean? No disrespect. Great college quarterback. Wasn't all that well. You know, it didn't translate into the NFL success. But he's going to go on that list. Jamarcus Russell's, yeah, 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 was the number two pick. You was picked to be the franchise, the Ryan Leafs of the world, and you stunk it up. Baker Mayfield, you gonna be on that long list of jabronis. The list of jabronis never stopped, man, and he's just added to the list, man. Zach Wilson was one of the worst draft picks in a long time. Sam Darnold, too, and it's sad. The Jets picked two of those quarterbacks in the top three picks of the draft, and they both were shit shows. So they fortunate. I told you during the season last year, it's set up for Aaron Rodgers to go on over there and the, and with the New York Jets. And look, the, the New York Jets fans, y'all should thank me for even speaking that into existence, man. Because I'm telling you, y'all, y'all couldn't go and survive another year with Zach Wilson as y'all quarterback. So be thankful for the West Philly hip. I, I made that come into fruition for y'all guys, man. <laughs> hey, as we, as we all know, the West Philly hippie has been known uh, time and time again to correctly prognosticate and speak into existence these kinds of movements and the correct outcome of the game. Bag on score the game, right? So yeah, I got I got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> hey, hey, man, more than luck, more than luck. So before we move into this week's prediction, uh, um, a part of the part of this part of the program, I do want to uh, shift gears just a little bit and highlight the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are now introducing their old school slash now new school Kelly Green uniforms. You know, whether it be Seth Joyner, Randall Cunningham, you know, Reggie White, uh, all of the sort of uh, memories of the past coming back to the present. So are these going to be the full-time unis and or should they be the full-time unis going forward? They should be, I I think, by next year. Because the fanfare for the jerseys, that man, they had a release night when they were released and people was waiting in line to go get into the Eagles uh, official store to go get them. Look, man, that Kelly Green jersey represent the Randall Cunningham, Reggie White era. That was those. Now I was fortunate; I was a kid during those eras. But I remember the Eric Allen's, man. You know, a lot of people talk about Deion Sanders was one of the greats. 
Eric Allen was just as great as Dion was, man. And, and the difference between Dion, as great as Dion was, don't let me take nothing away from him. Eric Allen didn't mind tackling you. So listen, man. Eric Allen, Reggie White, Seth Joyner, Clyde Simmons, Andre Dirty Waters. When I see those Kelly Green jerseys, man, that's what it brings back memories for. Even when Randall Cunningham ran that 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 touchdown in on the Giants on Monday Night Football, where he bounced off the tackler and, and, and threw the touchdown in. You know what I mean? That Randall was a marvelous talent. You know what I mean? It, it, he just didn't get the job done. Those Buddy Ryan, Rich Kotai coached Eagles teams. They had great defenses, but they just couldn't get over the hump. But for a lot of us Philadelphians, especially guys in the 35 and up crowd, yo, that, that's an iconic jersey. The nostalgia factor is there. People are buying them off the shelves. That's a, a very special place in my heart, seeing those jerseys. They need to make those the permanent jerseys. I completely agree with you. Um, they will immediately be probably the most iconic outfitted squad in the league minute one do they make that decision and i think that they end up making that decision okay moving into the prediction element of the program here we are where uh, you know speaking of player movement new kind of developments whatever where do we see guys playmakers like dalvin cook zeke elliott uh you know leonard fournette where do we see some of these like top talent running backs landing uh this season hey man it, it's going to take um some injuries to happen you know guys are staying in shape but you know by the time training camp really kick in now that the season start and um, we passed the training car uh training camp part now we enter in the preseason stage you know i don't wish no injuries on nobody but god forbid anybody get hurt you're going to see some guys come off in the free agent market but a guy like Dalvin Cook, who's still viewed as a top five running back in the NFL, he visited the Jets. That would be a great pickup for the Jets. That'll open up the offense even more. You already have a decorated quarterback at Aaron Rodgers, young receiving core, young defense who are going to be a very potent defense this year. They could be just as lethal as the offense by adding a Dalvin Cook. That offense will be lethal, man. So I can see guys like Dalvin going to the Jets, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, those guys. Man, I mean, it ain't too many places for these guys to go. Buffalo could use a running back. Naeem Hines is out for the year. They could use a running back. I can see maybe a Kareem Hunt or Ezekiel Elliott winding up in Buffalo on a one-year deal. That could happen. So guys are going to move around. They're going to get picked up. But as far as signing for big money and all that, you know, the market is dry for that, man. They treat the running backs like shit. They really do. They really do. I mean, it's unfortunate because you look at guys like McCaffrey, you know, Alvin down there in New Orleans. I mean, they get, I think, a little bit of an extra bump because of their ability to kind of make plays out of the backfield, be receivers. You know, Dalvin is an athlete, you know, bar none, in my opinion, kind of right up there with just about anybody. I mean, and he's proven this year in, year out, playing through that shoulder injury. He's got like the sling on the harness on, but you know, we're in a, we're in a time now where it's clear running backs are not getting the love that a wide out gets that a quarterback, a left tackle, you know, a pass rush specialist, even obviously a cornerback an elite shutdown guy running backs, just 
you know, they got all the athleticism, they got all the ability to affect the game and move that needle. But I think it's just NFL talent guys looking at it and going, these dudes, all 11 of them on this defense are too big, too fast, too strong. And I don't see how a running back stays healthy an entire season any longer. Could you imagine if they pulled this shit on a guy like Adrian Peterson at the top of his game? Like his fourth, let's say his his fourth or fifth season with the Vikings. His fourth or fifth season in the NFL, they tried to pull. Like we talking about a man at that time, you could argue he was the best player in football. Imagine him not getting paid. It's crazy these guys are in their mid to late 20s and they can't even get a, a, a reasonable deal, respectable money, and they deserve it. These guys put their body on the line. But, you know, with the franchise tag bullshit and how the owners and the, the GMs manipulate the franchise tag and then I can pay you 8 to $10 million, these guys want what they worth. So hopefully they – they I, I hope the running backs can, you know, stand in some type of union. You know, Saquon Barkley signed his, his, his deal. I thought maybe he was hot enough he could hold out and then all the running backs were forced – the NFL hand, but these guys got family to feed, circumstances that we don't even know about. So, you know, these guys going it, it, it ain't going to get corrected to the next collective bargaining agreement. And that won't approach itself till probably, what, 2030, 2032, some crap like that? Yeah, I don't, got- I, don't, I don't know what the timeline on that on that CBA is like, but you're right. I mean, imagine trying to say this kind of thing to, the, to LaDainian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, oh, right? man. like, Emmett Smith, some of these guys that could do it all, right? Yeah, man. They're, they're, they're the running back position is, is an important position in football. These guys pick up blocks. They run through blockers. You know, p- take care of these guys. It's Y'all make 8 to $10 billion a year in the it, NFL. It, 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 it's more than enough money. These franchises, around. these franchises are making $50 million bucks off parking by week three or something like Come that. Come on, man. Jerry so, Jones. It's like eighty dollars to park at, at that arena at Dallas Stadium. Come yeah. on, sixty eighty dollars to park, just to park. Hey, look, uh, that'll be another segment in and of itself, without question. As we go forward into this NFL season, advocating what is right, advocating for the best education out there for sports media. Andre, as always, thank you for the education. Thank you for the energy. Great to see you again back from the concert. And uh, we'll do it again this upcoming Sunday. All right. I'll see you Sunday, bro. All right, Andre. Thank you, man.